Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in 1 Corinthians 14. This is an extremely important chapter, and in no short order, it helps define where the Redemption Church will be established denominationally and in accordance with the spiritual gifts. You'll find us somewhere between the Baptist Church and the Charismatic Church, mostly on the Baptist side of things, because we believe that God does continue the spiritual gifts, but we believe that they are to be practiced in accordance with what God instructs very clearly in His Word. In chapter 14, yesterday we see that those who speak in tongues speak a mystery in the Spirit. You're never going to hear somebody speak in tongues through a microphone on the platform at Redemption Church because of this passage. You probably won't know how many people in, in the church would personally pray in tongues because they obey this scripture's teaching. Here's verse 4. The person who speaks in another tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies, that's speaking the words of God, builds up the church. I wish all of you spoke in other tongues, but even more that you prophesied. The person who prophesies is greater than the person who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the church may be built up. This is another theme, another string I want to draw from this chapter to the chapters before it. I really, I, I wish that I could sit everybody down for like five hours straight and just teach all three chapters in one big contiguous train of thought, because that's what it is. But I just don't have time. I'm already going too long in my sermons as it is. It's about the building up of the church. See that in verse 5? So that the church would be built up. This was the use of all of the spiritual gifts. So that the church may be built up for building one another up. That was the, the purpose of the gifts as they're originally introduced. That's the, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It's for the common good, meaning it's for your good and it's for my good as well. And if my gift of tongues is of no use to you, then it's not of common good. It's very selfish, actually. Not not in a derogatory way, but to mean that it's, it's for my own personal private edification. Okay, when I go and lift weights, nobody else is getting stronger but me. All right, but and if I pray in tongues, nobody else is being lifted up really but me. As far as I know, it's a mystery in the spirit. But in the context of the church, I got to use a gift in such a way that the church is built up. And you are built up if you understand. The person who prophesies is greater than the person who speaks in tongues. Okay, so if you come from a background wherein the gift of tongues is overemphasized in that it is salvific, you're taught that you have to speak in tongues in order to be saved, let 1 Corinthians 14 set the record straight for you. Okay, what I don't care how many degrees the pastor has who taught you you have to speak in tongues in order to be saved, he's not as, certif as certified as the Holy Spirit himself. Okay, the Holy Spirit, whose gifts we're talking about right now, the Holy Spirit, whose gift would include the gift of tongues, is the one who inspired these words about his own gift, about the gift of tongues. It's so that the church may be, be, may be built up. Verse 6, So now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you speaking in other tongues, how will I benefit you unless I speak to you with a revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? So he's, he's acknowledging that his instruction has to be in the language these people speak. He has to come to them speaking in Greek. They're Corinthians. They, sp they spoke Greek. And so he's got to come speaking Greek to them. And he's got to come with a revelation, meaning exactly what he's doing right here. This is sort of meta nonfiction, wherein he's giving a revelation about revelation. He's The very words that we're reading are such as these. Revelation, knowledge, prophecy. Just give him one chapter. He's going to give us a prophecy about the second coming of Christ. It's actually quite incredible. So all of, the, all of these things that he's just listed, a revelation, knowledge, prophecy, or teaching, that's arguably what this is as well, 
all of this is written in Greek originally so that the original readers will be able to see it. Paul's going to take over the writing utensil that Sosthenes, former synagogue leader in Corinth turned Christian, is now, he's going to take over the writing utensil and write with his own hand, just to prove that it's really him giving this knowledge, giving this revelation, giving this prophecy, given this, given, uh, th this teaching. You have spiritual gifts. It's okay if it's not tongues. It's okay if it's not a public gift. Okay, I would say those are, those are more important. Those are more important than gifts like, like mine. I happen to be some of what I call the loudest gifts. Just because they're prominent, just because they're public, doesn't mean they're more important. The whole church would fall apart if it weren't for people like Stephanie Bird behind the scenes. Okay, if it weren't for if it weren't for people who lead small groups, if it weren't for the volunteers who make the Yeti events happen and the wildflower events happen, people who you'd never see. They're all behind the scenes, they're less prominent, but what they do is more vital to the church than even my gifts. So this is this is Paul speaking about the use of the gifts that build up the church. Your gifts, if they're not tongues, something else, it's for the sake of building up the church. Yeah, but Jesse, I can't teach and I stink at music. I don't have the gifts of hospitality. I look at these gifts and I don't really know anything that I could do that serves the church. If you can drive a trailer, I've got an opportunity for you to serve. Adrian Bilty has an opportunity for you to serve. Jacob McCollin would appreciate your help. Raymond Rowland would appreciate the backup. Okay, if you can drive a trailer, guess what? There's an opportunity for you to serve and it's really important and the whole church doesn't work without you. So your spiritual gifts, whatever they may be, are for the building up of the church. Would you consider how this may change your view of church? If you have a consumeristic view of church, where you go to church and you go to worship hoping to be built up yourself, hoping to leave feeling better about yourself, then you may be perfectly backward in your view of the purpose of the gathering of the saints. Rather, if you approach church hoping to build the gathering of the saints up, then you're using your gifts in accordance with the exact purpose described in the most important discourse in all of scripture on spiritual gifts for the building up of the church. Common good, chapter 12, loving one another, chapter 13, for the building up of the church, and chapter 14. Each of these, it's very consistent. So, whom have you built up in our church? And whom will you encourage with your spiritual gifts when you come this weekend?